Welcome back everyone to another one of our recaps. I've got Elliot Cook here and that must only mean one thing. Um, it's that something good has happened to Zimbabwe and uh, that is very much the case yesterday beating Pakistan by one run um, in another incredibly dramatic match. We, we've had a few of them this World Cup, that's for sure. Um, uh, but uh, really, Elliot, um, it didn't look like it was going to be uh, a, an historic victory um, in their batting innings, getting dismissed for 130. Uh, I think there were three for 64 at one point, where even their superstar Sikandaraza only made nine. Uh, Sean Williams, with 31 off 28, uh, was the only one who sort of gave them a somewhat defendable score. But um, I'm sure with uh, Mohammed Wasim, the star for the Pakistanis, picking up four, they would have been pretty confident the Pakistanis going in to their innings. Um, but, well, they, they never really got going, um, Elliot, too much. Uh, blessing Mizurabani, um picking up one early on. Then Sikandaraza in the middle overs. He didn't do it with the bat, but he did it with the ball, picking up three wickets meaning that uh, Pakistan needed 10 runs um, off the last over uh, and, they, well, they, they fell short um, by two. Brad Evans getting it done in the end. But first off, Elliot, a, an historic victory. Um, congratulations. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, take us through uh, your view on this match. Yeah, well, 40-odd uh, years ago, uh, Stevie Wonder famously said, peace has come to Zimbabwe. And... Uh, he may not have been right at that time, but with the final resolution of this Mr. Bean saga, uh, I think we can only hope that that's the case. But no, getting <laughs> into the match itself, and we'll, we'll leave that discussion, I think, for a bit later. Yeah, the, it was it was a batting innings, definitely, of many ups and downs. I mean, you had pretty much their best opening to an innings so far in the tournament, definitely. 14 runs. Um, I think coming off the first over, Wesley Madaveri hitting a boundary or two. Uh, an excellent start to the innings, then a bit of sort of a, a slowdown after that in the rest of the power play. Uh, but they, you know, they were definitely building towards a decent total around the 10 over mark. Uh, that Williams, uh, Williams Raza partnership, I think it was, it was just beginning to hit its stride. Uh, but yeah, then it all fell apart. I think they lost four for not many, and you were left with the inexperienced Brad Evans, uh, you know, sort of specialist bowler and uh, and Ryan Bell, a sort of lower order hitter there with five or six overs left really to get it done. And uh, yeah, they they managed to post surprisingly, you would say, what was at the lower limit sort of of a competitive total on, on this pitch? It wasn't a terribly easy batting pitch and the Pakistani bowlers exploited that pretty well. Harris Ralph stood out, uh, his, his figures don't stand out like Wazim's or even Shut Up Khan's. I mean, he got a maiden and went for 12 and four overs, but uh, they, they don't stand out in terms of the wicket count, but he his spell is just a masterclass in intimidation and pace and keeping the Zimbabwean stars, in particular Sakanda Raza, from ever really getting comfortable in their innings. So it was a slightly disappointing overall batting innings, but there were some highlights at the start and the end, really, in particular. But, yeah, they were left, you'd have to say, with pretty low hopes after all that. Yeah, but then then when it came to the bowling, I, I thought, I mean, from what I saw of it, I thought pretty much everything came together in the bowling. You had excellent bowling at the top of the innings, Grava and, um, and Muzerabani really getting things off to a good start, as they have so many times before. 
And um, yeah, then in the middle overs, you had Sikander Raza basically tearing through the middle overs, uh, middle middle order, I should say. And um, it, it just seemed to be slipping out of grasp for them at one stage there. You had, you sort of, you had sort of the two star bowlers, their overs were used up. Uh, I think Raza had also finished his spell and it just looked like, like so many times before, I mean, Pakistan, Zimbabwe, they they tied a recent match against Pakistan in ODI, and they've they've had a few disappointments over the years against this opponent in particular. It it looked like it was just getting away from them. Yeah, well, but if Brad I say um, with fifteen with five overs to go, they only needed thirty seven runs off um, off those final five overs. Shan Masood uh, was still there, but then Sikandaraza picked up his wicket. I guess that was sort of a, a turning point there for. It was, it was, but then, then the tail managed to sort of fight back pretty well. They were, they were six down. You had Muhammad Nawaz playing a, playing a good knock there. And, and it did seem as though they were just about going to get at home uh, at that stage. They were sort of, you know, looking at about nine and over required around that time. And yeah, it was just sort of getting out of hand for Zimbabwe for a while there. Uh, but then really it all, it all came down to Bradley Neil Evans, remember the name uh maybe not but uh, <laughs> it all came down to him in that final over uh defending you know 10 runs thereabouts in the last over uh having sort of going going for seven runs off the first two deliveries and then getting them home you know the inexperienced player at this level and and I thought honestly if it was my call, he would have been my my player of the match because I, I thought that you know he doesn't have the pace of some of the other bowlers or even the accuracy, frankly. Uh, but he played a good part with the bat, and he was yeah he was really the the sort of revelation in this match. And, I, and I, in general, I think what got Zimbabwe home compared to Pakistan really was to some extent it was sort of contributions across the board. I mean, you had uh, you know with with Pakistan they had some weak performances from Shaina Freddy and Nasim Shah with the ball, whereas Zimbabwe really were really tight and really composed in their fielding innings. Yeah, there, there weren't really any sort of standout underperformers. Not There was some really good fielding at the end, Craig Irvine saving a four that would have put the match out of grasp. And um, no, it was, it was just a sort of a masterclass in teamwork. And I think a real indication of the coherence and, and strength of this team, you know, for, for the first time, yeah, dare, dare I say, uh, yeah, you've had some of the sort of yeah, some certain players who might have outstayed their welcome a little a little while have have retired in recent years. Uh, you know, it's one of the younger teams sort of among the top T20 nations. And, you know, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to uh, you know, sort of preempt the results, but they, they definitely have a path to getting through to the semi-final at this stage. And I'm, I'm just realising how, how delusional I sound when I say that, but well, no, there, no. Is, there, is, there is a definite path to the, the stage. Yeah, and, yeah well, I, I saw and more than that, that if they beat yeah. Bangladesh um, and the Netherlands and then South Africa lose to both India and Pakistan, so all, all of those results you could definitely perceive mm. see happen, uh, well, then Zimbabwe will be through to the semi-finals. So, there, as you say, there's definitely a path there. Yeah, exactly. And um, I, I, the the one thing that I would I would just caution there was was that this really was a sort of a one in a million sort of result in terms of just the way that it all came together in the uh, in the second innings there. And uh, yeah, I mean, shall we uh, shall we move on to 
the well, real story of the match. <laughs> yes, well, we can in a second, but I was just going to go on a bit sure. further about your point about their youth um, coming through. Brad Evans, I saw he's only played five T20s um, and only taken five wickets uh, in those T20s as well. So he's really, um, yeah, the epitome of uh, um, youth. Uh, but uh, and then apart from you know Sikandar Raza, Irvine, and Sean Williams, uh, you saw in this match that the future that they have, obviously with their bowling, um, but but also Madavere, um showing potential from what I've seen, even if he hasn't hit that big score yet. Um, so do you think that they've got the the pieces to continue having results like this going forward? I do, yeah. And, and yeah, you, you pointed out Madaveria there. He's looked by far sort of the most... I mean, his results aren't anything to write home about so far. You've got a lot of basically a start in every innings, but not really yeah. pushing on. Uh, but he, he has looked composed and he's looked... I mean, he's got some liabilities on sort of the leg side and, and so on, but in terms of particularly his offside strokes, he's he's looked like a composed player. And and what I would really like to see of Madaveria is I'd like to see a return to the middle order. I think I think that's sort of where a player like him belongs. And then maybe a return, you know, a Shikabva, you know, opening the batting sort of a, a big hitter. That, I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, give Dave Huden too much advice. I think he's doing a great job with this side. <laughs> well, and, and and I like some of the selection calls for this match too. I think dropping uh, dropping Shatara after that last last match. Yeah, he's he's been a mainstay in the team, but it was you can't keep someone in after going for what twenty three and over. I think so. Oh, so so it was, it was there. There have been some good calls, and it's it's definitely the most sort of uh, yeah unified sort of optimistic looking sort of uh, team that they've put together. Yeah, no, I, I think from the the snippets I've seen, I, I would agree, and it is exciting to see. Hopefully, we'll have a another. Um, uh, well, you know, uh, another team that can consistently challenge um, in the, the cricketing world, uh, or at least uh, until there's some other drama in Zimbabwe, which uh, stops stops all that. But anyway, uh, the, the final thing, as we mentioned quickly at the start, we do have to discuss uh, Pakistan's Mr. Bean, um, who uh, caused great indignity to the people of Zimbabwe a few years ago. Uh, explain sort of the, the details of this, Elliot. Well, I'm not too well-versed on, on the story because, I, I, frankly, I feel like this is something where you really did need to be there to, to get yeah. it. But my, my understanding is that there was a, uh, you know, uh, a local Pakistani comedian, uh, Asif Muhammad, I think he, he goes by, uh, just doing, doing a tour of Zimbabwe. I, I do not know how he ended up there. It's an, it's an odd, odd place to do it, but I'm um, yeah, heading around, I think, to a local local agricultural show or a local agricultural fair, uh, just doing a, you know, a little sort of children's comedy routine there uh, and, um, you know, performing to a crowd full of enthusiastic locals looking forward to, uh, you know, hearing from the one and only Rowan Atkinson, you know, uh, you know <laughs> sort of big, big entrance fees for this. A, a police sort of escort or whatever, you know, the everything sort of organised for this event. And instead, yeah, they, they they got some sort of, you would have to say, slightly portly uh, middle-aged <laughs> Pakistani fellow who, who, in my opinion, does actually bear a striking resemblance to, to that classic TV character. But, um, yeah, 
as I say, I, I don't quite get the whole the whole thing here entirely, but well, clearly it's something. It's something that uh, I mean, it provokes sort of almost sort of riotous behaviour you know, at the time. And, yeah, it's just civil discord at the time. And, um, I you know, I can't believe yeah. we haven't heard of this before. It seems absolutely a, a travesty that's happened in in Zimbabwe. Well, yeah, and I don't get how it hasn't come to the fore before now. But that's really well, it was just, the thing. It seems to me. me. There was just this guy um, in Ngugi Chasura um, who responded to a Pakistan cricket tweet um, saying, as Zimbabweans, we won't forgive you. You once gave us that fraud pack bean instead of Mr. Bean Rowan. Um, we will settle the matter tomorrow. Just pray the rains will save you. Um, so, uh, yeah, a bit of a, a prophecy by um, Ngugi there as well. And it came off and it prompted after the victory, the president of Zimbabwe to come out and tweet, what a win for Zimbabwe. Congratulations to the Chevrons. Next time, send the real Mr. Bean. Uh, <laughs> so it's good to see them uh, yeah, get their own back, uh, Elliot, yeah, and, and wrap up. It is, it is, yeah. And um, and you even had the uh, the Pakistani um, Prime Minister retorting with, you'd have to say a slightly less sort of magnanimous sort of, you know, you know sort of well-meaning statement maybe, uh, you know, sort of... Uh, you know, his own variation on the sort of we won't forget this indignity cell. It was, <laughs> look, all, all I'm, I am, I will just say that I'm pleased that, um, you know, sort of, uh, I, I do hope that these nations can, can can sort of retain sort of civic, uh, civil relations from now on. But, um, <laughs> I, am, I am slightly worried. I mean, <laughs> I, you do have, you've got a nuclear weapons holder, I think, on one we side. Yeah. I'm not terribly mistaken. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the the whole thing has um has yeah just just gotten completely completely One out of, of, out of stories you ever hear yes but but um but it's you know it's it's these sorts of stories which really make the the world cup such a good thing such a good event as a sort of a sort of a convergence of nations of cultures and of of different groups and i mean it, it's so fortunate here that we've got so many different, you know, smaller nations, uh, you know, putting putting on, you know, a good show. Just in general, you had uh, you had Ireland, you know, a few days ago, um, you know, sort of narrowly eking out that victory against England. I'm sure Pearson had had a thing or two to yeah. say about that, but with a, with a bit of help uh, from the, the 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 sky gods. <laughs> well, well, yes, yes. I was I was trying not not to emphasize that aspect <laughs> so much, but. Um, no, it's, it's it's what the World Cup is all about, in my opinion. And uh, no, it's if if it continues on like this, it's the story of the tournament, definitely. If if they can if they can pull this off, you know. Yes, well, fingers crossed on that. And uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. It's one of the good things about cricket World Cups in particular. I think that um, you know, there's so many nations that really the rest of the world doesn't really hear about uh, at all. Um, smaller nations Namibia only has 2.5 million people I think uh, and they played a part in the World Cup last World Cup having good upset um, there so it really does uh, show the world what uh, some of these smaller nations uh, can do and this is another example of it okay Elliot well thanks a lot for coming on I hope uh, we'll be having another one of these sometime soon when Zimbabwe gets through to the semi-finals uh, but uh, yeah as I say fingers crossed on that yeah, I, I I hope so. I've, uh, as I say, um, you know, I won't be counting my chickens before <laughs> before they hatch. But I, you know, 
there's there's a definite chance here and um no it's it's i i, I mean i could, couldn't care less about what australia ends up doing at this stage <laughs> i you know i'm firmly trained on this this great zimbabwe story it's uh no it's 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 what the world cup is all about as i've, as I've said yeah okay well and thank you all for listening to that